This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We will rally around Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Fitzgerald in the Steelers territory. Arizona has the lead. Two-time NFL MVP. They talk about this, the greatest show on turf. Maybe the best offense ever in football. Super Bowl champion. Warner to throw. Going deep downfield. Adjusting for it is Isaac Bruce. Touchdown. 73 yards. Super Bowl MVP. I always believed in myself, and I got a whole bunch of people here that believed in me. And we're world champions. How about the Rams? Pro Football Hall of Famer. Not just the NFL Hall of Fame. And I wear that as a badge of honor because without pro football, in all its forms and fashions, I'm not here tonight. NFL Network Analyst. Confidence. That's what I want to see more of from Justin Fields. Radio analyst for Westwood One Sports. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I hope it was worth it, my friend, because you've got a night in the clink coming up. All right, maybe that'll change things for the Rams now. Breaking down Justin Fields' film every week. Kurt Warner's the best. Hey, you have the second best on your show. <laughs> Kurt's the best. <laughs> we tried for Kurt. Kurt Warner with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. Joining us now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's joining us from the site of Monday Night Football each and every Monday on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. The Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Kurt, thanks so much for the time, man. Uh, it, this town feels like it's 72 hours post Justin Fields, two games in a row is good celebration. I don't know if you're still celebrating, but we are. <laughs> I, I'm still celebrating, too. I mean, you know, I've been pulling for the young man, and, you know, we've talked already last couple of weeks just about some of his struggles early on and i think a lot of people wondering you know can he turn the corner and um and he's played some really good football and you know after the first week i was like okay you know was this just happenstance was it uh, a lot of his first reads were open and, and was it just dropping back and making throws and then uh to couple it with another performance and obviously got a lot of help uh dj was was awesome uh, with what he did after the catch, but uh, but Justin still did some really really good things, and it, and it it appears as if he's he's getting his eyes in the right place and going through his progressions, and that to me is the the step that I think he needed to take. Uh, I've seen some really good signs the last couple of weeks, and I'll continue to say it. This business is about consistency. This business is about uh, if you're playing that position, showing us that you can do it each and every week or you can do it more than you don't do it and so um you know i'm i'm optimistic after seeing it for two weeks i still need to see more based on what we've seen uh in the past but it's been really good and um you know unfortunately they didn't get the win against denver they should have uh should have two wins right now but uh but that was a big win for them on thursday night against washington when you see him getting the ball to dj as much as he is is that is that something that will help him? And how does it help him to know that he can perhaps even force the ball to that guy and get some help sometimes? Shh, don't say that. Don't say that to a quarterback. Don't ever say force it to a guy. Uh, let the defense dictate where you go with the football. But I've always said this, that for young quarterbacks, if you can get 
uh, a difference maker and what we usually call an X receiver. So when you're watching a game and teams will go with a three-by-one set, three wide receivers to one side, a single receiver to the other side. That single receiver is what we call an X receiver. And so if you've got a dog at your X receiver where a defense has to dictate what they want to do, do they want to play to the three receivers and and basically the concept that you've got going on a play um, and try to take that away? Uh, And that leaves your X receiver one-on-one. When you have a guy back there that you say, when I get one-on-one, he is going to win. It makes the game easier for a young – it makes the game easier for any quarterback. But it makes the game easier for a young quarterback to go, man, now I don't have to read the coverages and read all the underneath guys and and get it to the right guy. I can just say, I got a guy backside. I'm going to go throw it to him when he's one-on-one. And and you look at the best added in the league, and, and I would say Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are the best in the league. When Joe sees Jamar one-on-one back there, he throws it almost every time, whether it's a go route, whether it's a back shoulder, whether it's any kind of one-on-one. He's like, my guy's better than your guy. I am going to throw it, and I'm just going to make the game easier. I don't care what the other 10 guys on the field are doing. My guys, their guys, all I care about is that one guy. And so that makes it it's so much easier. And so, you know, these past couple of years with Justin, you know, he hasn't had the supporting cast. He hasn't had that guy. He's got that guy now. And, you know, we saw that in the game. I mean, I think I tallied it up and, you know, DJ had like 130 yards uh, on what we call a hitch route, you know, like a five or 10 yard stop route where he threw it to him one-on-one and he made some great catches and he made guys miss. And he had a hundred plus yards just on three of those routes where it was like, my guy, your guy, I'm throwing it to him and he's going to do the work from there. And so that is a huge advantage for any quarterback, uh, definitely for a young quarterback. Uh, It's not always going to be like that. You know, they're not going to leave DJ over there one-on-one after watching what he did last week, every single time. But when you see that as a young quarterback and can take advantage of it, it just makes the game easier. Um, and, And we saw that last Thursday. Talking to Kurt Warner here on the score. So we've been judging fields with almost like a curve, right? With the coaching and the scheme and the skill position and the wide uh, and the offensive line and trying to figure it out who is to blame, who gets the credit, that sort of thing. I feel like the inverse is San Francisco. We know it's a top five coach. We know it's a top five line. We know it's a top five skill position group, and we know it's a top five defense. And Brock Purdy is playing like a top five quarterback. Is he? Uh, I mean. Again, what can we go on? We can only go on what a guy is doing, how a guy is playing. Um, You know, I mean, if you took them all out of the same situation, you know, like we've done that for years, right? Well, if you put me in Tom Brady's situation, would I have won seven Super Bowls? You know, like we can do that and speculate all we want, but none of it matters. What matters is what you do with your situation because that's all we can ever judge ourselves on. And, you know, when you look at Brock, all I can say is he's doing what he's supposed to be doing in that offense. Like he's beating it. He's throwing great balls. He's making the plays that are there. He's, you know, and it's not one of those where, again, you know, great team around him. But it's not as if he's just standing back there handing the ball off and throwing, you know, throwing wide receiver screens. I mean, the guy's playing ball. And so, you know, top five. You know, that's up for debate because I think when you talk about top five overall, 
I look at guys that have done it longer, you know, guys that have been more established or have done it for an entire year, um, you know, those kinds of things, you know, like a Jalen Hurts last year. But, you know, Brock is playing as well as any quarterback in the league. Uh, and, you know, that to me speaks volumes because he's done it over and over again. You know, I talked about consistency. And even though it's only been, I think, 10 starts for him, the consistency is he hasn't had a bad game. Like, he – he, he's not out there, you know, going three good and, and one bad. I mean, it's been 10 solid games, not all 300 yards, not all four touchdowns, but they're all solid games in terms of what he's seeing, decision he's make, decisions he's making, and showing us that he is an accurate quarterback. He throws it where it's supposed to be. And, you know, I think back to when I was with the greatest show on turf is, you know, we had a lot of yak. And a big part of it, of course, was the talented players that I had, but I thought one of my superpowers was my accuracy that I put those guys, I put the ball in a position so those guys could keep running. So those guys could do something with it after the catch and together is, is what made us special. That's what I look at with this team is we're going to look at them and go, man, look at these guys after the catch Kittle and Debo and, and all these guys, but he does a great job of, of putting the ball where it needs to be so they can do something with it. They can use their skill after the catch. Um, so to me, it's a composite effort and Brock is playing extremely well. And yeah, if you were just saying based on the way guys are playing this year, is he a top five quarterback? Yeah, he's a top five quarterback and, and he's probably more towards the top uh, than he is towards the bottom of that five. You know, it's funny you went to the greatest show on turf, Kurt, because I'm sitting here thinking about that was a top five skill set group. Mike Martz was an elite play designer and caller, hell of a defense with that Lovey Smith. And here's this quarterback out of nowhere, this Kurt Warner character replacing Trent Green. And frankly, did it take until you succeeded in Arizona for people to really say, oh, I guess it was Kurt. I guess Kurt was great. Because it took a lot of people until Brady got to Tampa to say it wasn't Belichick and Tom together. So maybe we have to wait until Brock gets a second situation before that debate gets even won. Well, or, you know, just, just some time. You know, because even <laughs> my first year there, you know, I went on and, won the MVP, we won the Super Bowl, I won the Super Bowl MVP that first year, and everybody was still looking, going, well, you know, maybe he just got lucky for a year. Uh-huh. You know, let's see him do it again. And and that's part of the position is that you very rarely, I won't say never, but you very rarely answer all of the questions, right? Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes has answered the questions, right? We don't have any more questions. He has a bad game or a bad few games, and it's like, it doesn't matter. He's great. You know, but there's other guys like Tua Tungabailoa. You know, he's played great when he's played. We still have questions. We're still not sure, you know, big picture-wise, what he is. We need to see more. I think Brock's in that category is that he's answered all the questions for the time that he's played, but there's still more questions out there to see what he can become. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's been great. He's been an MVP. Coming into this year, it was like, well, can he carry a team by throwing the football? Because they're going to throw it more this year answer those questions for us. And he's already been an MVP. So, you know, this business is about, you're going to have questions. People are going to have questions. You're going to have to keep answering those questions, but that's what the great ones do. They keep answering the questions and say, you know, you can deny it. You can say it's about this or, or about that. You know, I, I'm just going to keep playing good football. Um, and, and, you know, that to me at the end of the day is what will answer the question. 
And you got to do, I mean, like, let's, let's look at Denver. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, to me, was on a fast track to be a Hall of Famer, right? He had the stats. He'd been to two Super Bowls. He'd won a Super Bowl, all of that stuff. It's amazing how that came to a screeching halt as he's gone to Denver and, you know, he wanted to be a pocket passer and they're going to try to turn him into something else. And so that question, maybe the one question that was out there that he might not have ever had to answer in, in Seattle because, you know, he's playing in a system that fit his skill set and he was having so much success. Now it's kind of coming to a screeching halt. And, and I think there's probably going to be some debate if this is what his career looks like for the next six, seven years of whether he is a Hall of Famer now. But that question was out there. Can he be that guy to carry a team by throwing the football and, and managing things when he can't be athletic? And so even a guy that's had great success in this league, still questions. And, and, and that's kind of what playing quarterback is all about, is that you just got to keep answering those questions week in and week out, year in and year out, if you want to be considered one of the best. He's the analyst for Monday Night Football on Westwood One. Uh, Kurt, I consider myself a pretty rational guy. I, I, I watch all the games, but I am definitely irrational when it comes to, I believe the Bears one day will have a franchise quarterback, and I'm 36 years old. <laughs> I believe that one day the Green Bay Packers will not. And so coming into this year, I was like, there is no way Jordan Love is going to be good because he can't be good because no fan base can be that lucky to go from Favre to Rodgers to not being in the quarterback mm -hmm. wasteland. Tell me, please, even if you're lying to me, that Jordan Love is not going to be the answer for them at quarterback. Well, I think he's going to be the answer. The question, I think, is, is he a Hall of Fame answer like the last two guys? Please, and no. I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for that question yet. I've seen some good things. Um, I think he's managed the situation well. He hasn't wowed me. You know, there hasn't been anything that just kind of makes me go, whoa. I mean, it, you know, when you watched Aaron get in there and play, even when he didn't have success the first year, there were some things that made you go, wow. Like, okay, this guy's got a chance to be kind of like Brett Favre or maybe even better. I haven't necessarily seen that from Jordan Love. But, you know, again, you know, it wasn't easy for Aaron in his first year. It's not easy for any of these guys. I mean, look at Tom Brady. I, I think that's always a great example because our – our mindset is Tom Brady is a seven-time Super Bowl champion or uh, an MVP. It's the first three or four years in the league. He was a complimentary piece to a good football team, not Tom Brady that we know. And so, you know, we, we want to see these guys come in and be great right off the bat. And, and they don't have to be. Maybe he's got that in him. And right now he's just playing good football and he's playing winning football. He's making good decisions. Um, you know, not making a lot of dumb decisions and, and putting the ball in harm's way. Um, it's just, it, it's kind of a level playing field right now where he's he's playing good. You know, like he's playing good for being a first-time starter. And, and he can win with, you know, again, they don't have a lot of, you know, household names around him, but they got a good defense. And, and he's playing good enough for, for this team to win. Um, but, you know, again, I talked about the questions you got to answer. He's got a lot of questions to answer on what he is big picture, but I think they're very fortunate that they got Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, and now in a short period of time, a guy that looks to be a solidified starter in the National Football League with you know, with maybe the potential to be even better. Well, let's sickening. hope. Yeah, let's hope not. That's sickening, let's Kurt. That's, 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 that's a truly sickening answer. Hope not. Uh, <laughs> Kurt, Kurt uh, would you have succeeded in the tush push or the brotherly shove mm. 
And um, would you have, would you have accepted it? Would you have wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of it? I guess. And also, should it be illegal at this point? <laughs> uh, would I have succeeded? Probably not. You know, anything that I had to do with my legs was not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Good proposition for me. Um, you know, I've been. You know, I, I would have welcomed it. I mean, we all did quarterback sneaks and and did that. Whatever, if if it helps your team succeed, um, should it be illegal? I I kind of think yes. Um, you know, because I think there's all these kind of rules about you know pushing guys for field goals and doing different things and you know what you can do and what you can't do. Um, I mean, I I think I would just like to see it, um, you know, changed and say okay, you know, no more of the pushing, just. Just go play football and, and and execute like, you know, you used to have to execute. But you know, I also understand the idea that, hey, you know, if it's if it's legal and you're better than everybody else, don't just ban it because one team's really good at it and everybody else can't stop it. So uh, you know, I understand the arguments there. I just, you know, for whatever reason, I you know, I, I think of our game as being the elite of the elite and. You know, the idea of just getting a bunch of strong guys pushing another guy across the goal line or, or for a yard just, I don't know, doesn't appeal to, to my elite football, um, you know, mindset. <laughs> you and me, Kurt, we're football elitists. I, this guy speaks over here. He's a, he's a cretin. I like, I like big, strong men working together in unison. It's, it's so it comes from rugby. Who cares? It, it looks like rugby every once in a while on a football field. I know. I mean, I hear you. You know, and again, I can't argue with it. But maybe it's because I wouldn't have been any good at it. So it's like throw it out because I wouldn't have been good at it. Kurt Warner, the Westwood One Monday Night Football Analyst, with us every Monday on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Thank you, sir. You got it. Good, good to talk to you guys. No, good to talk to you. That's Kurt Warner, who's going to join us from the site of Monday Night Football each and every week. How I like about- that, dude. 